Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Will the deep left to make it way, 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 here and gone for Gia. And they have tied it at four. Wow! Now it's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode number 108 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you. Lots of newsworthy nuggets on the podcast this week as the Brewers named their opening day starter for that March 28th season opener in San Diego against the Padres. It'll be right-hander Chase Anderson, the pitcher from Texas, hoping to follow up a breakout 2017. He sported a sub-3 ERA last year and really emerged as one of the top arms in the National League last season. Yoli Chassin is also going to get the ball in that opening series in San Diego, scoring off against his former team and in a ballpark that he pitched extremely well in last year. Which game has yet to be determined, as the Brewers cautiously expect Zach Davies to be in the mix in the opening series, as long as everything continues to progress in a good way, with this slightly strained oblique. The battle for the fourth and fifth spots in the rotation continues as Brandon Woodruff turned in his best performance of the Cactus League so far on Tuesday. He went four innings. He allowed just two hits and one run while striking out two. Woodruff, along with Brent Suter, Wade Miley, and Junior Guerra are also in the mix for those two spots. Giovanni Gallardo is going to focus on trying to make the team as a member of the bullpen. He was originally a part of that group I just mentioned. Now Gallardo is going to pitch out of the bullpen for the rest of the spring and hope to earn a spot in the Brewers' pin. The Brewers won the game on Tuesday, 4-3 over Texas. They've now won four in a row in Cactus League play. They take on the White Sox on Wednesday afternoon at Maryvale. The crew has the second most wins in all of Major League Baseball so far in spring training. They have 12. The total is the top total in the Cactus League. Only Houston, the defending champs, have more. They're in the Grapefruit League, of course, and they have 13 wins. Catcher Steven Vogt has been getting at bats at DH while rehabbing his strained right shoulder. Vogt tested out the shoulder on Monday, and the reports were that he still experienced some soreness and some pain and that that shoulder's not quite there yet. He still feels he is progressing, but his availability on opening day is starting to come a little bit into question. We're going to talk to left-handed reliever Josh Hader coming up, last year's first-round pick Keston Hira, and right-handed pitcher reliever Adrian Hauser, who figures to be in the mix down the road, potentially at some point in 2018. He's already been sent back over to the minor league side here this spring. That's what's on tap. All right, let's catch up with the crew. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Josh Hader is our guest on the Brewers on Tap podcast. Josh, uh, let's go back to uh, the other day. You pitched for the first time without glasses. It's kind of a one of the stories at camp that day. Uh, it, it looked fine. <laughs> it must have felt fine. Yeah, it looked fine. You know, it's just one of the biggest things is, uh, you know, trying to worry about one less thing. And, um, you know, after every pitch, you know, worrying about the glasses, it was just a little much. So we went ahead and tried contacts. And so far, so good. It's just, uh, you know, see how it goes is that the first time you've ever actually done that yeah I mean glasses have been the only thing that I've ever worn 
Josh Hader is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. All right, Josh, uh, coming into this year, how different is it from a year ago when you figured you're going to start as a starting pitcher in AAA this year? You're going to be coming out of the bullpen. You know you're going to be on the Major League Club. What's it like coming into a spring where everything's a little bit different in terms of you know what's in play here over the course of the Cactus League season for you? Um, you know, I really think it's the same uh, mentality. I mean, I don't think too much change. I mean, you still have to come in here and work on what you have to work on and, uh, you know, get better as a person and a uh, player. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, being able to be prepared for, you know, the season coming in and, um, you know, actually coming in as a reliever, you know, making sure that, you know, it's not really the, the I guess, pitches, the amount of pitches that I'm getting or up and downs. It's more, you know, the days off on how I bounce back so you know being able to get that routine down uh, as a reliever is you know the biggest thing being a lefty and and you're such an uncomfortable at bat um, really for righties or lefties but specifically for lefties it put you in a spot last year where you're using a lot of high leverage situations you think of the Bryce Harper strikeout in Washington as one of those cool moments Uh, there were some cool moments at Dodger Stadium where you really buckled some guys knees even though you've been a starter for the majority of your career, do you kind of like and relish the the part of being a reliever where you get to come in in these big spots, you get to face these big-time guys and really impact the game? Yeah, I mean, that's what I like. You know, the pressure is on. you got to make your pitches. you got to be the best you can be in any situation. And, you know, late in the game when one, one run matters or, you know, maybe that walk or something matters in, in the later of the game. So you know, that's the position I want to be in. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you want to help the team out any way you can. And, you know, I think that role is, you know, a big role and, and an important role to fill. Clearly, fastball slider combo, it's a really elite combo that you have. And you've been working on that change. You've used it more over the years. Uh, is that one of the things you're still working on this spring, trying to continue to get that change where you want it to be? Yeah, I think it's more so uh, the consistency of it, you know, making sure that every time I throw it, I have the same, uh, coming out the same arm slot, same release, and, you know, it has the same movement on. So, I mean, even last year, I was working on the same thing. You know, you just perfect what you have and, um, you know, be the best you can be what have you been able to learn from some of the other veteran guys in the bullpen specifically some of the new guys this year like a matt albers or a boone logan that have been around a little bit uh, i mean each guy brings something different to the table you know if it's routine or um you know how they attack hitters or just you know certain things they do i mean i just i watch them and see how they uh, go about their day and um you know add stuff that i think uh, could really benefit me and you know even last year coming up, you know, the bullpen we had, I mean, they helped me, you know, become who I was and, uh, you know, really feel comfortable in, you know, in a different situation than I was uh, used to. So, you know, when you got something like that, it makes it uh, a lot easier to, uh, you know, just enjoy the game and, you know, have fun with it. You have Knable, Barnes, yourself, all three with really nasty stuff, young guys, uh, still early on in your major league career. So have you guys talked about how, how you can be like a three-headed monster at the back end of the bullpen? No, we haven't talked about that, but, uh, I mean, we have uh, a lot of good pitchers in the squad, and uh, that's one of the things is um, it's the back end and just in general the bullpen itself is, you know, got some arms and it's uh, a lot of fire coming out. Uh, you're big hunter. What was the offseason like for you in, in the stand? Uh, it was good. Um 
rough time for you know getting a buck down i had a buck uh, about 36 yards away with my bow and out in the field chasing the does over um ended up pushing one of the does right in front of me and he was uh just following her he pushed her a little too hard and uh ended up scaring her she went left he went left 70 yards didn't stop i was full drawn back on him about to smoke him but what happens you just never know what's going to happen i had it all on video which was the crazy thing so self-filming so it was a wild one but you know got some meat in the freezer with some does uh, early on and you know got to actually make a trip out to wisconsin as well for opening day of rifle so that was a good time that had to be cool yeah i mean camp i mean you got big buck big buck state right out there you know josh you, you talked about how you you self-film a lot of it uh, I, almost every hunt now are you uh, is it like a GoPro type of thing? No, so it's like an actual, uh, you know, Canon, uh, I think it's Canon Vixia, you know, one of the, you know, small yeah. video cameras and just put it on a tree arm and go away with it. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Being a baseball player, uh, deer season's very conducive for your off-season, so it works out great. Appreciate it, Josh. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Josh Hader for joining us here on Brewers on Tap. Well, second baseman Keston Hira has been outstanding in his action so far during his first big league spring training. Entering his first full professional season, the 2017 first-round pick, homered on Monday at Camelback Ranch against the Dodgers. That was off of left-handed pitcher Tony Singrani. Hira had the game-winning hit against the Indians on Sunday and Goodyear also. He's 4 for 10 so far this spring, and he's also played some solid D at second base. I caught up with him last week to talk about camp up to that point. Keston Hira is our guest, uh, last year's first-round draft pick, and this year in big league spring training. Uh, what a crazy year it's been for you. You've gotten back on the field, uh, playing your position as well. Um, let's go back to last year. You get drafted take a couple months before you start throwing again but you're able to get into games quickly and start hitting and it seemed like you hit at every level that you were challenged at what what was it like for you stepping into pro ball for the first time yeah like you said it's been a crazy last year you know this time last year I was in season um didn't know you know what my arm situation was I mean ultimately decided to DH the whole year but um yeah it's been it's been uh yeah, crazy season to say the least. Um, you know, professional ball. It's it's kind of what I expected it to be. Um, you know, I mean, there's definitely a lot of challenges and um, you know a lot of things that you know I see in my game that needs a lot of work on. Um, you know, to get to that you know ultimate professional level. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I've had you know a great time along the way. Um, you know, learning as much as I can from um, you know, as many guys as possible. You know, especially you know this opportunity in, in big league spring training camp. So um, you know, I'm just enjoying my time and uh, soaking it in. You you've had some opportunities to really impact games here so far early in spring, and you even played in the B game against mm-hmm. Otani mm-hmm. when he was on the mound for the Angels, and you were able to have some success mm-hmm. against him. Uh, you know what, what what did that do for you? Did that did that boost your confidence that much more? Or was it already fine? Uh, I mean, yeah, it definitely boosted a little bit. Um, you know, like you said, you're playing against you know big league pitching and um, facing you know against big league players, so that experience definitely helps along the way to, to help the confidence a little bit and um you know kind of kind of give you the the idea that if you know if you can hang here then you can hang anywhere so um you know I'll, you know i'm very fortunate like you said uh you know got to face otani that, that was definitely you know a great experience um 
you know, but looking to get, you know, more at bats, you know, along here in spring training and, um, you know, take, take away a lot from him. Who are guys that you've kind of clicked with in the clubhouse this spring that mm-hmm. you've been able to learn from and kind of grow as a, as a person and as a player? Yeah. I mean, you know, when I'm at second base, you know, I'm able to talk to, to Sogi and VR a lot, you know, see what, you know, their mentality is, um, you know, at second base because, um, you know, I, I am an infielder, but, you know, ultimately I haven't had too much, you know, experience there, especially, you know, at the professional level, you know, or even at the collegiate level. So, um, you know, just picking their brains about, you know, how to go about certain situations and kind of think like a, a professional, um, you know, at second base. Um, you know, but a lot of the, um, you know, younger guys too, um, you know, my locker mates are uh, Dustin Houle and John Perrin. So, you know, I talk to them a lot. Um, you know, I talk to Mauricio Dubon a lot. He, uh, his, his, uh, I guess it's host brother or stepbrother or whatever um, you call it um, that he lived with when he came over uh, to the states. He actually played at Irvine uh, with me, so we have that connection. So I always check in to see how um, you know he's doing and, and all that. And um, Nick Franklin, you know, he's big. He's been a big help for me as well. Um, you know, he's been you know up, you know playing a big league game for a while now and um, just to or pick his brain and then um, see how he goes about it. He's, he's very easy to talk to and um, good person to get along with. So, um, you know, there's just very few, um, you know, many guys I've had the chance to, to get to know and talk to this uh, spring. Hitting's clearly different when you're standing in the box in a big league spring training game. The sequence is different. You know, what pitch you're going to get and which, which count is different. The velocity is probably a little bit different than what you typically saw mm-hmm. last year at Irvine yeah, yeah. at the collegiate level. In the field, how much faster are things and how much quicker do you have to process things? Oh, it's definitely quicker. Um, I think a big thing that you know I need to work on better is you know slowing the game down. Um, like you said, you know especially at this level, um, the game moves a lot quicker um, than you think. You know people are hitting balls a hundred plus miles per hour right at you. So um, it's crazy things is how quick it is. You got You need to slow it down, and I think that's you know a big key for my success. Keston, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right, thank you for having me. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Well, this week on Sabermetrics 101, we're going to take a look at reliever Matt Albers, one of the additions for the crew that came in late January. The free agent signee had a renaissance season of sorts last year with the Nationals, and pitch selection may tell some of that story. His slider usage doubled from 14% to 28%, while he used his fastball less and the same for his changeup. He also saw a huge jump in K percentage. He struck out 20% of the batters he faced. That was the highest by far of his career. And the batting average on balls in play was a career low 203. That explains a little bit of why Matt Albers was such an effective reliever for the Nationals with an ERA sub 2. It was a career year for Albers, and the Brewers are hoping he can repeat it in 2018. Checking in on the farm. Well, we begin down on the farm with some of the latest transactions for the Brewers. Go back to March 9th. The Brewers reassigned Corbin Burns, Eric Davis, Luis Ortiz, and John Perrin, all pitchers, all right-handed pitchers, over to minor league camp. And then they optioned the following players off the 40-man roster over to minor league camp. Uh, infielder Mauricio Dubon, catcher Jacob Nottingham, uh, right-handed pitcher Marcos Diplon, right-handed pitcher Adrian Hauser, 
right-hand pitcher Jorge Lopez and right-hand pitcher Freddie Peralta along with lefty Tyler Webb. All of them were sent back across the parking lot at Maryvale to minor league camp. The latest batch of names I just gave you were all optioned as they're part of the 40-man roster. One of those names that we just talked about is right-handed pitcher Adrian Hauser. He's had quite a journey to get back on the mound. Of course, he had Tommy John back in 2016, got back late last year, ended up pitching in the Arizona Fall League as well, and then at the beginning of spring training this year, had an appendectomy. So it's not been a smooth ride for Adrian Hauser, but he was able to get on the mound at least one time before he was sent back over to minor league camp. Adrian Hauser is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. What a journey you've had over the last 18 months or so. Uh, I'm sure it's been stressful, it's been challenging and frustrating at times, but uh, you're back on the mound. You are able to get back on the mound uh, from your Tommy John last year at the end of the year, pitching the Arizona Fall League, then the appendectomy that kind of slows down your spring this year. It's, it's not been easy, but you've stayed in there with it and climbed back on the mound last uh, this past week, and, and you looked good. You had to feel good, right? Yeah, I mean, it felt great. You know, I can't thank the medical staff enough. First with the Tommy John stuff, you know, they got me right last year. And then, you know, the surprise appendectomy, you know, they took care of me real well, got me, had a plan laid out for me, and and, you know, took care of me and got me back on the mound this week, and uh, it felt really good to be back out there with the boys. Let's talk about the appendectomy first. I've never had one, uh, and I've heard it isn't fun. Did you know right away what was going on, or did it take you a second to piece together uh, that this needs to happen? Uh, it took me a little bit. I mean, I was in some pretty bad pain, but I thought it was food poisoning at first, and then when it started to hurt down on my lower right side and I couldn't stand up, I was like, all right, I, I need to go get checked out. So I had to wake up one of my roommates, and they drove me to the ER at, at like 5 o'clock in the morning. It was some of the worst pain I've ever felt, so I don't wish it upon anybody, and I hope nobody has to go through it. And, and what was the recovery like for you on, on the back end of it? Uh, basically, I was just, just hanging out for two weeks because yeah. I was already out here in Arizona. So they just told me, hey, just stick at the house and just relax, you know, because there's not a whole lot you can do because you can't really use your core muscles or anything like that. So you just got to rest and wait until you're, you know, kind of healed up. And then we uh, at the two-week mark, saw the doctor again. He's like, all right, you can uh, begin light activities. And we went from there. Last year, you got back on the mound from Tommy John and then got a chance to go to the Arizona Fall League and, and, and throw – a handful of innings, maybe about 10 innings, I think, total in the Arizona Fall League last year. And when I came down to the Arizona Fall League, you had already been shut down for the Fall League season. But talking to people around the league, everybody was raving about how your stuff played, how it looked. Uh, did you feel like your old self last year down here? Uh, yeah, I mean... Early on, I was still figuring some things out, but there, when I got to the Fall League and I was really able to hone in on everything, I really felt like I was getting back to where I was, you know, clean some things up from before surgery, and I was in a really good spot feeling really well, especially those last couple outings there in the Fall League. You got a taste of the big league life at the end of the 2015 season, and then all this has happened. Was that a good thing that you got that taste because you kind of know what you're trying to strive to get back to or does that make it more frustrating for you in some ways because you knew you were so close? Uh, I think it's a little of both. You know, you're, you're right there knocking on the door and then you have to go through a year of doing nothing but rehabbing. But uh, within that year, you know you know what's there and you're like, okay, like this is what I need to do to get back there. And so I think it really helped, was a good motivator for me and uh, you know, really kept me in line and really kept me going every day, day in and day out. So it was, it was nice to have that little time up there to help me in the rehab process. 
There have been plenty of people within the organization that are they're big believers in you and what you're going to be able to accomplish. And, and people have talked about the fact that you, you've got a chance to help this big league club this year. Um, at some point in the season, no doubt that you're going to have a chance. With that being said, uh, what are the things right now, beyond just getting yourself comfortable and your feet back underneath of you on the mound, what are the things that you're trying to work on to take that next step and, and be a mainstay here when you get that chance? Uh, basically be a sponge. You know, we got a lot of veteran guys in there this year. I mean, we uh, got some new guys in here and uh, guys that have been up there a little while and got some time. So, you know, just kind of picking their brains and seeing what they do and how they go about everything and trying to get a good model off of that. That way I can, uh, you know, if I get back there and get back there and stay there. So uh, just stay that way. There's a lot of stuff in that in that clubhouse right now when you look at the bullpen and the guys. I mean, obviously Jacob Barnes, Corey Knable, Josh Hader, yourself, Taylor Williams uh, has a big-time fastball. What's that clubhouse like when you look at the guys in the room from a bullpen standpoint and from a stuff standpoint to even a, a couple of years ago when you first came into the org? Uh, I mean, it's nice. I mean, these guys really work their tails off to get where they are now. And, you know, when I was here last year just watching them, and like the, as much fun as they were having last season, it was, you know, it was cool to see. And uh, I want to be a part of that. And those guys, I mean, some of the best arms that I've seen. And, uh, you know, if they keep at it, they're going to be really good. And hopefully we can keep that going this year. Adrian Hauser, I guess you're on Brewers on Tap. Appreciate it, Adrian. Thank you. Here's what's on tap. Well, this season you're going to be able to enjoy total flexibility with the Brewers Flex 10-Pack, new and improved 10-Pack. It's going to let you mix and match your 10 tickets any way you like across a selection of 52 contests. So let's give you an example here. You can use two tickets for one game, four tickets for another, receive the rest as ticket vouchers redeemable up to the date of each game. Plus, you're going to get opening day as a free 11th ticket. To get started on your Flex 10-Pack, visit brewers.com slash 10-Packs. And don't forget about Ballpark Pass. Brewers, of course, getting ready for this season. Going to be a big year, 2018. And so you're going to want to guarantee your spot for all 81 home games. No exclusions for just $29.99 per month with the Brewers Ballpark Pass. It's an incredible deal. It includes standing room only ticket for every must-see contest this season, including Cubs matchups, giveaway games, and even opening day. To get started on your subscription, visit brewers.com slash ballpark pass. And of course, opening week is around the corner. And so you want to start getting geared up. Opening day is coming your way. At least home opener is coming your way on Monday, April 2nd. That's that three-game series with the Cardinals. Cannot wait. It's going to be fun. For all your ticket needs, go to brewers.com slash tickets. That is going to do it for us in this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode number 108 is in the books. We'll be back with you next week. Episode 109. It'll be our final episode from Arizona as the Brewers will be getting ready to pick up and move on to Houston for an exhibition series before, of course, going to San Diego to open the season. Hope you'll be with us for it all. Sounds good. Talk to you later. I'm Lane Brindle. Brewers! 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 Come on!